Welcome to The Film of Steins, the podcast where we discuss all things movies. Join us as we dive deep into the latest releases, revisit classic films, and explore the art of cinema. Whether you're a film fanatic or just love a good flick, we've got you covered. From Hollywood blockbusters to indie gems, we'll be breaking down the storytelling, cinematography, and everything in between. So grab some popcorn, sit back, and get ready for some cinematic magic. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash We offer tiers at the $1, $5, and $20 level, where the $20 to your grants the ability to request films for future episodes. This is The Filmesteins, where movies are more than just entertainment, they're an experience. They're an experience. All around you. And we're back with another amazing, glorious, very look forward to episode of The Filmesteins, the fastest growing podcast in the galaxy. The galaxy? Yep. Whoa. Just this galaxy, though. We're not... Andromeda hasn't heard of us yet. Oh, just this galaxy. Oh, okay. Yeah, just the Milky Way. Oh, all right. My bad. Not as big then. I'm joined today by my chicken nugget loving friend, <gasps> Lucy. Hello, everyone. I do love some chicken nuggets. Me too. I love chicken nuggets. I love all chicken nuggets, to be honest. I love McDonald's chicken nuggets, but I love, I'll eat whatever chicken nuggets you got. That's true. I'm not chicken nugget picky. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, even your uh, frozen nugs. Frozen nugs are good too. Well, today we're talking about one of your favorite movies. Is it? Yes. It's a great movie. It's a iconic movie to the early two thousands. It's Chicken Run, where the chickens run and try to escape their concentration camp, their labor camp, sort of. Yeah, I guess they're they do work. They provide eggs. It's it's a weird movie. It's a very weird movie. Not unlike a lot of claymation movies, they seem or uh, stop motion in general, they seem to be weird very often in a good way. Uh, this movie was made in 2000. This movie is 23 years old. Damn. This movie is before Shrek. This movie is before any of the good Pixar movies. <laughs> June. So, it, sorry. We just had a its anniversary. Yeah. And you just told me that the sequel is coming out this year. Yes, there's a sequel coming out December 15th this year. It's called Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget. So, okay. Might be some nuggets there, some chicken nugs. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of serendipitous for us to cover because we just randomly pulled this one out. Yeah, well, I mean, kind of random. It just got added to Netflix. Sure, yeah. Very recently, so... I mean, maybe on its anniversary. I don't know. Like, last month. Maybe there's something to that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, random and the field of at the mercy of Netflix. Because it wouldn't have entered our mind without popping up up there, so... Yeah. That's true. For sure. Yeah, it's a... Uh, what do you like about this movie? I know you've you've brought this up quite a bit over the course of me knowing you. This was a movie that we had on VHS... We didn't have many movies on VHS. This was one that we played a lot. And I guess when we transitioned into DVD, we got it on DVD just because, you know, it was, it was a family movie that we all watched together all the time. And watching it again, I, you know, completely went over my head as a kid. A lot of the, um, I don't want to say adult themes, but kind of 
so it was it was very it was it was cool seeing it again because it, it had been a while since i'd seen it i think just something about claymation in a film is pretty cool it makes it stick out first of all there's not very many claymation movies especially movies that are big or you know make it to your make it to your dvd make it to your home so the um you know the animation style really hits for me in this movie and it makes it make watching it again recently made me appreciate it a lot more actually and there's just it's just a funny movie especially to a kid you know these are chickens they're forced to lay eggs and they just want to escape they just want uh they want a better life for themselves so it's a very feel-good inspirational movie i agree yeah this movie this is one of those movies that was on rotation at my daycare this monsters inc nemo i feel like we watched the dinosaur show a little too often that like sitcom dinosaur show yeah weird show but it's it's an interesting show <laughs> isn't that an old show um i think it's from the 80s 90s yeah like, my dad references that show it only it wasn't around very long only a couple years but i think it's from like 88 to like 92 somewhere like the the dawn the dawn of the decade change mm. i think it's from where it is which would make sense for your dad right yeah, I think so. And I would always ask him, what are you referencing? And he'd be like, the dinosaur- dinosaurs. like, And he'd say that really famous thing that I don't I don't know, that the little baby says. Yeah, you I don't remember. I don't remember. Let me see if I can find it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That show was disturbing. That show was very disturbing. I didn't even watch the show. I just, I can visualize it in my head and it looked very disturbing. Scooby-Doo is also a thing he liked to reference a lot, too. Yeah, Scooby-Doo's much older. The uh, the puppetry. Puppetry and everything, even today, is just... It's cool. It's very cool. But it's very weird to watch. You know, the Dark Crystal stuff and, of course, like, the Muppets. It's weird stuff. Labyrinth. It's creepy. One of the coolest things about this movie is the intro. I really like the intro. It was fast. It was on point. Yes. Got got to the point. And there's really no dialogue. Nobody says anything. Um, I guess uh, Mrs. Tweedy? Tweed or Tweedy? I think it's Tweedy. Tweedy, yeah. She, you know, I think her husband tells her, like, they're organized or these chickens are organized. And she's like, "It, no, you dummy. It's all in your head. And that's, like, pretty much it for the intro for, like, maybe five to seven minutes. Nothing. And then... You know, we get the the story, the background, and all of that. So uh, that was pretty cool. That was, you know, now being a, or trying to be a, a film learner, a film appreciator. I don't know what you'd call me. It's kind of critical thinker on films. Yes. That was something I noticed immediately here, watch it, rewatching it. So that was cool. I like that. I 100% agree. I think I one thing I like about this movie is the length. It's an hour and 20 minutes and change. And that's not very long. It's, you know, that's a pretty typical length for an animated style movie. Uh until now, we're getting longer and longer animated movies, of course now, but especially at the time and it just it burns through this time. It just it's fun. It's especially the intro, it's fun. 
every scene is on point and important and leads into the next. It's just, there's no waste of time at all. Yeah. And I think it's awesome. I think that's awesome. This movie's kind of hard to rate. I don't want to jump to my rating, but I probably am right now. This movie's hard to rate because it doesn't offer an awful lot as far as like what I can take away from this film because it's a, it, uh, I don't think it has a lot to say. I don't think it's really trying to say anything. I think it just kind of has a nice backbone of, you know, labor camps and maybe a little bit of the Holocaust and uh, what, you know, where your food comes from. And it's just kind of a fun, pointy film in that way. Thorny film, I should say. And so it's it's kind of got that Pixar energy in some way, but it, it does hit in a lot of ways because it's just voice acting is good. Animation's obviously awesome. It's Wallace and Gromit guys. It's it's shot well. Like the cinematography is pretty good and the urgency to get out of there is awesome. And the reason they need to get out of there is even more awesome. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah, I think this movie I don't think it takes any kind of stance on any, on anything for sure. Yeah, I don't think so either. But I do think it tries to bring up some important points you know it's a prisoner of war kind of movie so they're trying to escape for a better life so i i guess i guess i like that uh point of view from it i like that one thing uh, mr tweety keeps bringing up is that these chickens are organized and they are they they're pretty smart they're trying to you know get out of there and the way they go about that it's just it's hilarious and super clever i like all the you know tools that we see here you know the spoon the whisk um there was something else they're little devices that they make yeah they're little devices it's it's genius i mean it's it's so clever it's one of the really fun things that comes out of like the wallace and grumman guys they just they have a an act for really flexing like it almost it's I don't know why, but it, it reminds me of like I Spy shit. Like there's just this yes. weird imagination that's just so on point and I don't see it anywhere. And it's one reason I like the Wallace and Gromit. I assume it's the same guys who are doing the Sean the Sheep on Netflix. Yeah. It seems like Netflix kind of got their hands on who that, that team and they're milking them for all they're worth. And they're just, it's so, it's got a kind of similar vibe going on. They're yeah. good. The Sean the Sheep movies are good. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I like those too. I mean, even um, she uses the... God even knows what those are called. It's like the shoes. Shoehorn. Sh- a shoehorn? That's what it's called. Wow. Okay. Never would have guessed that. But she has one of those to scrape um, Rocky out of the hole. They put him in to hide him. So, I mean, that that's even, that's even clever. And don't even get me started on the uh, scene where... Ginger is about to be cooked and made into a pie. That whole bit where we're we're essentially seeing the pie making process, mm-hmm. and ah, uh, that that that's clever. That's so cool. It's awesome. It's kind of got that Toy Story four energy or Toy mm, Story three energy three, where they're yeah. going up in the the uh, the trash shoot thing, which I is actually the worst part of the movie I think because it loses touch with how grounded Toy Story is. Yeah, and then this is you know kind of the opposite of that in a good way that it never really is grounded because you have from the get-go chickens (laughs) trying to escape and they're you know they're not and they're not you know something about toy story is they 
kind of really try to make these toys realistic and they even work in the bound in the way that they had to they have this creed and code to be toys when humans are around to stay you know to become inanimate Mm -hmm. and here they really there's no urgency to like pretend they're just it's because their their only urgency comes from that they don't want to get caught yes and because because they are organized and they want to get out of their asap and other than that that's not they're not really trying to work within the boundaries of being chickens (laughs) they're trying to find get a better life they're trying to be smart yeah I do like that scene a lot. I think that's probably the most iconic scene to the movie, the pie making scene, mm-hmm. and it it does. It's it's awesome. It's so awesome. It makes it feel like the pie machine's big, which it is, which is another which is cool because it is so just like this big ass piece of equipment that's all automated, and it's fun that it takes place in like the fifties or sixties when we have these like weird ass new pieces of technology coming out. Yeah, your you know your machines that can do everything. It can. You know, I can, I feel like that was a stereotype of the times. I don't really, I'm not of the times from the 50s or 60s, so it's hard to say. But I feel like in TV and movies and stuff, you see that there's just, there's this device that does everything. And we do have one of those here in this movie, the pie making machine, which is awesome. It's weird that they're calling them chicken pies, not chicken pot pies, Mm -hmm. right? Is that an American, uh, European difference or UK difference? I have no clue. I didn't even know what a chicken pot pie was. It's what you saw minus, or just call chicken pot pie instead of chicken pie. Yeah. So I don't um, know. You know how the how the Brits are. The Brits, they've fucked up fucked a up. lot of things, <laughs> including language, <laughs> especially language. Yeah, I think that's another another point that this movie's trying to make without taking a stance on technology. And especially when, um, mm, I guess kind of, maybe not technology, but especially when we see the billboard, you know, she's trying to advertise. She's, she's trying to make a business here. She's trying to get out of the rut. These chickens are fucking her up. And these chickens are fucking her up. She's just trying to, she's just trying to have her life. She's tired of being poor. She's got this dumbass husband. And before we know it, we're going to have to give chickens rights. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that because I, I i feel like chicken is probably the most consumed meat in the united states i would guarantee it when did that start in the 50s i wonder if there's any kind of something here maybe because a lot of it's it's kind of it's one of those things that it so many things became huge during the dawn of mega court you know yeah commercialization so it's kind of hard maybe to say but yeah fish chicken beef those are those are the ones pork of course yeah but i feel like chicken's bigger than those here in the u.s i think chicken is probably the biggest here in the states yeah i would guess fish is the biggest in the world yeah that would make sense but yeah Hmm. and i would imagine that's probably because chicken is easiest the easiest to grow you know they reproduce quickly. They <laughs> they get fat and juicy mm. quicker than probably cows and pigs. Um, they're probably easier to manipulate and move around, and they're probably easier to kill. That's so sad. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's go back to the animation. <laughs> I love chicken, <laughs> especially when you fry that bitch up. 
I'm not. I'm I don't not. like chicken feet. I'm just gonna say it. I know a lot of the world likes chicken feet. I don't like chicken feet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just sad now. Sorry. <laughs> no, but the animation is almost. The animation is so slick. It almost feels a little CG. And I think that just comes from the expertise of the Wallace and Gromit guys. Because if you look back at the biggest animation, or the biggest stop motion film probably right before this was probably Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. I would guess. What is that? 1998, eight, seven, maybe? 93. Oh. Wow, that's a little older than I thought. Okay. Whoa, I would guess whoa, that's whoa. still probably the biggest. That's not too old. Yeah, I mean, it's not that old, but, you know, as far as, like, stuff like this goes, you know, five years difference, especially, like, if you have some kind of backbone or um some kind of lineage in video game world, you know, it's, five years can make such a big difference when it comes to computer-generated images. Yeah. And just the, the expertise in whatever field, you know, five years, and it's crazy stuff. But that, that film feels very stop-motion-y. It feels very... The Nightmare Before Christmas? Yeah. I I personally don't think so. I don't, don't feel so. it. No, you don't feel it. Okay, maybe that's just me. Maybe maybe it's just the style. Then maybe there's something to that because this film feels very much smoother and it feels more like feels more like flushed away. Even in flushed away, it's completely CG. Yeah, no. If you put Chicken Run and The Nightmare Before Christmas side by side, and you ask me to pick which one is stop motion, which you know the answer is both, but if I had to pick one, I would definitely go to um, Chicken Run. I think that's the one that looks the most stop motion. Is that, you think that has anything to do with the Wallace and Gromit guys just being the king of stop motion? No, I think it's the movie itself. I mean, you look at look at the chickens themselves and you can see, you can almost see fingerprints yeah. around the clay and then you can see it disappear in the next frame or whatever you call that and then it comes back and then it disappears and then it comes back and it moves a little bit like that. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's so, I mean, it's, you have to be looking for it really. You yeah. know, it's, it's not super noticeable. It's not, Oh my God, that guy didn't erase those fingerprints from his clay there. I don't know, but I just think it's a lot more visible. That's interesting. Yeah. I think. And uh, I mean, it's just really noticeable in the chickens, their beaks too. How their beaks move, I think, is a big giveaway to me. And they're, do they have eyebrows? I don't know if they have eyebrows. <laughs> but their eyebrow bone. That's a good question. Yeah, no eyebrows. Yeah, okay, so that, like, bone above their eye, kind of like eyebrows, you know. Yeah, the brow line, for sure. Yeah, th- that's where I noticed a lot of that movement, too. So, I don't know. Also, like, how it's very... You know, dirty and rusty looking, kind of like a, you know, POW movie would be. You talk about that in um, uh, Sisu. You talk about that in Sisu, how the movie's really dirty. I mean, even the guy after he showers, he's still kind of dirty. And I feel a lot of that here. Everything's just kind of, kind of grimy, kind of dirty. Even Ginger, when she's walking after she's just been, you know, in the hole and, um, Mr. Tweety kicks her with a boot or kicks her with his boot. Um, she has like a little like dirtiness on her butt for a bit there. So I like that. I like that aesthetic, I guess. The dirtiness. Yeah, that that is an aesthetic. 
<laughs> that is an aesthetic. This movie is not aesthetic. The dirt is the aesthetic. <laughs> no, and I think that helps emphasize, you know, kind of labor camp type situation slash it being, you know, how like chickens are treated and their what the women and the way they are kept. And they are in a sense one and the same. Chicken camps, chicken farms, and labor camps are kind of pretty similar, except we eat the laborers and a chicken farm. Mm-hmm. So I like I like that a lot too. That's it's a good point, very good point. What do you think about the scene where they took that one chicken away? Oh my gosh! I think if I would have seen this movie for the first time as I am now, as you know sensitive as a, as I've become and just kind of disturbed by the world I definitely would have cried cuz I almost wanted to tear up <laughs> oh my gosh that was awful who puts that in a kids movie I know right and they shot it so well they I took the know. chicken away we see the shadow of Mrs. Tweety and then we see that Ginger sees it and we hear it and all the chickens hear the thump it's good it's good filmmaking right there yeah, I think that's my favorite part of the movie. Not that. Right before that happens. What's her name? Edwina. I even wrote down the chicken's name. In Edwina. memory. <laughs> it but, even had a name. That's yeah, awesome. It had a name. That's awesome. Which I think we we can talk a little bit about that in a bit about how much how much characteristic some of these chickens had. Um, I feel like that reinforces the labor camp type thing. Yeah. Is uh, that that random chicken had a name, it had a life, it had, you know, a family kind of thing. Yeah. Reinforces that labor camp type thing. Because a, a chicken wouldn't, you know, a normal. Right, 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 right. So. You, I mean, you'd still be sad getting, seeing, I, I don't know about you personally, because you're a savage, but seeing a chicken get his head cut off would still be sad. Even in a scene, even in like a scene like that where we just see the shadow but i guess we wouldn't have that reinforcement from the other chickens reacting to it they they don't know they don't care poor chickens but the scene before we see edwina get murdered is when they have all the chickens line up in a row and mrs tweety has a clipboard with all the chickens on there you know they're numbered I forgot what number, what numbers were on there. I, I I don't even was it in the three hundreds. I think yeah, it was two hundred and three. It was in two hundred and three hundreds. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't see that many chickens there, but I guess some of them could have been crossed off. But whatever. It, I what I thought is maybe it's way they the way they do seasons is there was like two eight one would be the first chicken in room twenty eight or coop twenty eight. Oh. I think that's maybe okay. what was going on. Because, okay. yeah, there were not 200 chickens there. There'd be a lot of chickens for two people to handle, probably. Yeah. Because, like, when you see seasons, you know, it'll be, like, season one, episode one. And then when you get the, the box set or something, it'll be, like, episode 101 or whatever I said. 201. Yeah. And it's, like, there's not 201 episodes here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I first got the... When I got the first season of South Park, it said episode, like, 101, 102, 103, 104. And I was, like... I. <laughs> I was like, there's a hundred episodes of South Park I haven't seen. <laughs> and but no, that's just the season number. That's funny. Yep. I was probably like eight or nine when I got the first season of South Park. 
that's too young to be watching <laughs> south park but okay uh but anyway you know these chickens are lined up she has them on the clipboard numbered and then we have this little interaction between ginger and the big red hen what's her name uh bunty and you, know she, you know who she was played by who the pink lady in harry potter really yeah umbridge umbridge oh my gosh that's hilarious i would have never guessed that i know that's hilarious i wouldn't have either but we ha- you know we have this little cute scene where she's like you know i laid five eggs this morning like she's so excited she laid five eggs and she's like okay cool yeah let's just get through this and then you know mrs tweed is walking and we have this like big emphasis on her boots taking a step very like military like and then reinforces the labor camp, prison yeah. war, Holocaust type thing. Yeah. Our concentration camp type thing. Yes. And then um, looks down at our clipboard and here's this chicken that has laid no eggs all week. And you, yeah, you're not, you're not really sure what's going to happen here. At least <laughs> I wasn't. And then they took Edwina away and murdered her and. Ginger's like, why didn't you give her any of your five eggs? <laughs> like, she didn't tell anybody. It's so sad. Edwina, why didn't you tell anybody? They definitely would have given you one egg, so you didn't have to die. That was cute. That was that was a good scene. Not cute. That was a good scene. I love that scene. <laughs> yeah. And then the other dumbass chickens like, maybe she's going on holiday. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Nope. No, she's not. <laughs> What what's up with her knitting? Yeah, there's I guess that's when they're trying to give them some kind of just that one though, really. But we have the other chicken who's got glasses. Why does she need glasses? Cuz she's the smart one. She's the engineer. But we can, you know, we know that without her having glasses. But okay, yeah, glasses are I mean, what's the stereotype with knitting? That you're chill? That she's old? Is Maybe she she's old? an old chicken? I mean, her name is Babs. That feels like an old name. It's and a, these are Brits. You know them. Yeah, and they all have old names. And and she's like kind of... Chunky? She is chunky. They're all kind of chunky. Ginger's like the thinnest. Ginger yeah. and the, the nerd one are the thinner ones. But she is saying, you know, she's like, maybe they're going on holiday. Maybe maybe she's losing her fucking mind. She's got dementia. So maybe she's old. Maybe she, yeah, maybe she's old. Maybe that's what the knitting is trying to tell us here. Because I did see something online saying something about the womanly kind of nature of the chickens, which obviously they're chickens, they're hens, right? So, and there's obviously if a movie is going to be about chickens, there's going to be a kind of a, mar- um, a um, matriarchal type situation which obviously we have here and then they said that they're they have some kind of feminine characteristics like the knitting and i was just like well there's it's there's just the one and then it's kind of countered with the engineer yeah which they do kind of embrace that because that's kind of a it's kind of a masculine chicken it's thin and it sounds kind of like a guy mac i think and it's got kind of a Mm -hmm. guyish name yeah and it's an engineer kind of embraces this masculinity thing or this maleness, I guess. So they kind of, it kind of neutralizes the potential knitting being feminine because I don't, there's not, there's not any femininity kind of anywhere else, I don't think. No, and you even have Bunty and she's, she wants to fight everybody. Exactly. <laughs> That's a good point. 
I guess the other femininity part, which is just kind of funny, I don't know how to take it, is when Rocky shows up and they're all ready to drop their panties, man. Yeah, it's so that's true. Which I think is just making fun of the fact that they haven't been fertilized and God knows forever probably, you know? Yeah, I mean, so. it's the only other male there and the other one is Fowler, which is uh, old... Old rooster. Old rooster, and you know, who wants that? Here we have our new young... American, American, yeah. Rooster, hello, of course. So uh, yeah, no, that I think that's a little um, far fetched there. Yeah, it's a little bit of a stretch. A little bit of a stretch. How did you feel about that scene where Mrs. Tweed Tweedy is uh, pinching Mr. Tweedy's butt because she's so? I guess that's one for the adults, man. <laughs> they they sneak that in there. They did. It's you know it's not it's nothing, but it's just it is kind of like. Did she pinch her butt? Did she pinch Tweety's butt? It's like okay, okay. and it it even made like a like a honking sound, like a yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I guess I guess it's ulti- it was ultimately to a sign of her, her, like she was having good vibes, you know. Her she, happiness. She was excited. Yeah, she was happy. Was she was excited. I guess that was because before that and and after that, we only got her just bitterness, and you know she's so she's just unhappy. And so that was with our one ounce of happiness out of Mrs. Tweedy. Yeah, I thought that was I thought that was hilarious. I don't even know if I noticed that as a kid. Probably not. Yeah, I don't think so. And then his face was so funny. He was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, <laughs> that was good. That was that was pretty good putting that in there. British people, man. British people. Well, I don't know because in American films, I guess the version of that would be. Someone saying, "Oh, you're getting laid tonight." <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like maybe. this is, huh? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, I think so. You don't think so? Uh maybe I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's like someone getting excited like that. Yeah. And trying to say something about it to their significant other. I feel like they we would saw say something that. like that. I feel like we saw exactly that happen in another animated movie recently, like in the last six months. Where we saw someone pinch someone's butt, and we were like, "Did they pinch?" It was not like it was just not a movie where you would expect it, and then they did it. I have no idea what movie it was. I wonder. I'm thinking Shrek, but I'm, I don't. I don't think it was Shrek. Maybe Shrek Two. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. Was it Puss in Boots? I'm not. I just. I can't remember. I can't remember. I don't know. Maybe we'll. Else we'll stumble back across it. Nothing sticking out. Because it's it's always a little funny when. That kind of stuff happens. Little slick little things happen in kids' movies like that. Yeah, I mean, I think cartoons are the main uh, culprits to do that. Yeah, probably ex- ex- exclusively. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, I'd have to agree. Would you call this a cartoon? Well, I mean like a show. Like a cartoon show. Oh, okay. That kind of cartoon. Like your SpongeBob, your... Yeah, they tend to be a little more risky. Yeah. Shows been yeah. Shows tend to be a little more risky, I think. Yeah. With w- all kinds of stuff, yeah. A SpongeBob was there punch was there pinching butts in SpongeBob? Yeah, I don't know if there were <laughs> butt butt pinches in SpongeBob, but there were definitely a lot of implications about Patrick and SpongeBob being. Oh, they're definitely together hooking up. <laughs> Especially that episode when they have the baby. The clam baby. I know, isn't that funny? That's hilarious. And Patrick would be the man. Mm-hmm. See how many holes SpongeBob's got? Oh my gosh. <laughs> he does have a lot of holes. 
rules, doesn't he? <laughs> on the uh, <laughs> on the wiki page, the picture, like the 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 screenshot they have saved, it says this ain't no chick flick. Oh, that's funny. I think it is literally a chick flick though. <laughs> that uh, that chicken that knits also has like white hair. She's definitely old. She's old. Yes. Okay. So she's, she must have some kind of dementia too, saying everybody's going on a holiday. Yeah, and then when they get to the at the end there, they're like, "Well, I'm gonna hate it when we have to go back." It's like, no, bitch, we're here. We're this is where we live now. And then I have two like um I guess two favorite dialogue scenes, and one of them involves her when um Ginger is telling them that. Don't you want, you know, better for yourselves? Do you want to just lay eggs your whole life and then until you can, you get killed? And then she says, well, it's a living. And then now saying this, I'm like, well, yeah, that's what old people would say. <laughs> that's it, what an older generation would say. Yep. What's well, a living? What else do you want us to do? <laughs> so that, you know what? It's all fitting. It's all fitting there. And then she makes a noose at the middle point of the movie. Oh, I know. That's hilarious. <laughs> Which is awesome. She knits a noose. <laughs> I love it. That's also a funny scene when they're all eating. When he gives them extra uh, chicken feed and they're all eating and they're all going crazy for chicken feed. That's funny. Was it just corn? It looked, it looked just like pre-popped popcorn, didn't it? Yeah. Kernels. And they made a flying machine in this just like they did in Bug's Life. Well, Bugs Life, they made a fake bird to scare the grasshoppers. Yeah, that's true. Here, they made one to escape. The grasshoppers. The grasshoppers. I guess they'd be eating grasshoppers, wouldn't they? Maybe they should eat some grasshoppers. They wouldn't be so chunky in all this corn. <laughs> that was funny, too, when uh, Mrs. Tweed um, measured Babs- Babs's belly. She thought she was. She thought she was a goner. I mean, you know, she didn't lay any eggs that week. We all know what that means now after seeing Edwina. And then she just measures her belly, and then she's like, "I want them all as fat as this one." <laughs> like, dang. <laughs> all right. I didn't even think she was the fat one. Yeah, I me either. The, I thought the other one was the fat one. Yeah. Yeah, my other favorite uh, dialogue was when Ginger says, "The fen- the fences aren't just in the farm; they're in your head." thought that was good yeah it's probably the deepest line in the movie mm-hmm. which is you know it's just it is always gonna be weird when that kind of stuff pops up in children's films because that's i mean that's a <laughs> that's a deeper line than 50 percent of your regular ass movies that come out that are for everyone yeah you know? some people don't understand that there are human rights that are, are not globally acknowledged yet and should be you know and it's we should give chickens rights let them live Obviously. Okay. Let's give chicken rights. Chickens rights. Chicken rights. Chickens rights. Chickens rights. Did uh, Rocky... Oh, yeah, he did. I was going to say, did Rocky go and live with them on their island? Yeah. I can't believe they made it to an island. And they made houses. Yeah, they made babies. Well, that's not as surprising as making houses. (laughs) Who fertilized the eggs? Rocky. But he's with Ginger. Oh, he's fertilizing all the eggs. (laughs) Damn. Yeah, there's not. I doubt it's Fowler. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> not Fowler. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think uh, 
I would imagine procreating and stuff is not something that comes up with like two chickens who are in a romantic relationship, like Ginger and Rocky. I imagine, you know, because he has a biological duty, as do all the chickens. So it's just, just got to do what he's got to do. I guess so. <laughs> I wonder how common roosters are to chickens. How what? Common roosters are to chickens, to, to hens. What do you mean? Because, uh, you know, there's about 50-50% male and female humans, human beings. Oh. It's pretty close. I wonder if it's that close in chicken world. I doubt it. Something tells me there's more hens than roosters. Yeah, and I wonder if that's artificially made so by us. Probably. I wouldn't be surprised. Do do we eat rooster? I'm sure we do. I'm sure we eat rooster. Kind of like cows. Who gets cows pregnant? Bulls? Humans. Well, I think this is where we stop that conversation. <laughs> and They're artificially inseminated. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> all right tell me about this uh tell me about how much this movie made how much do you think it cost look i have no idea for the 2000s i have a claymation seems not that expensive well this movie took a year and a half to make holy fuck well because the claymation was claymation it's tough work it's much claymation's way harder than normal animation especially 3d animation it's oh way gosh, way harder than 3d no animation yeah I initially put fifteen million, but now I'm now I gotta think about it. But no, fifteen fifteen million. Took about forty five million. Holy fuck! Which is still not very much, I don't think. Probably because Brits don't require all the shit that Americans would require. They work a little cheaper. You said forty five million. Yeah. Yeah, I need to uh, start aiming higher on these budgets. Yeah, animated stuff. It just seems like it'd be cheaper. It's it's not. Because there's like less fixing people's mistakes. Like humans' mistakes. I guess human actors' mistakes. There's still humans working on this. Yeah. But it's just so labor intensive that I forget to, th- to include that. Yep. So. All right. Well, at least guessing helps me uh, think about stuff. Yeah. This movie went on to make... Twenty-two, two hundred twenty-seven million. Very good. Was time for an animated film at the time. That's very good. Shrek would obviously, you know, destroy that number as far as DreamWorks films go later. Yeah, Shrek is like the year after, right? It's like twenty twenty-one. Yeah, I mean two thousand one. Twenty twenty-one. Yeah, yeah, it is two thousand one. Like good for them. They had a good hit with Chicken Run. Then they had Shrek. And Shrek 2. And, and then Shrek 2. And then eventually Madagascar. And then yeah. it kind of fell flat with them for ever until, I guess, now with Puss in Boots. Because Despicable Me, you know, Pixar kind of tapered off there. And then Despicable Me stuff just, it just took the mantle. And now they've, they, I mean, I guess Illumination went on to make the, the, um, the Mario movie, which is now the highest gross, the highest grossing animated movie of all time. So Illumination's kind of king now. Hmm. If you ask me. Well, good thing no one asked you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Disney, they lost they lost their gra- their their grip on that because they had it hardcore in the nineties. Yeah. With two D animation and then it seemed like they were gonna have it with Pixar and it just didn't really go anywhere. At, at least as far as 
you know, some of their other projects like Marvel and uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. They just kind of fell flat. Which is just kind of crazy because you would think animation would be easy money because of kids. You know? It just seems like that would go hand in hand, but it just not as much as you think, especially especially today because there's so many man children out there or woman children, you know, old children who love little per- little kid things now and cutesy things. Yeah. But times are just not, they just, I mean, the numbers don't lie. People just don't give a shit about most animated stuff, especially Pixar right now, with the exception of Mario, of course, people. Mario is probably one of those movies where people saw multiple times, I would imagine. Right? I would imagine, right? Or just kids carrying that. Or is it, I mean, just is, is it everyone carrying that? I, I think say. it's just everyone, because everyone I know went and saw it. Yeah. Pretty much. It's just my family, but <laughs> they all went and saw it. It's a big deal, though. You know, yeah. if your whole family goes the and sees it, you're like, oh, shit. Because yeah. then, like, in, you know, in the movie world, you know, you're, it's not like, I feel like your family's a better little little tiny demo versus your friends. You know, it's likely that your friends will, are into the same thing. Like, as far as, like, movies or video games or music. Well, maybe not music, but movies and video games, I think, especially because people build friendships around things like that. And maybe books, too. Maybe not books. It's a little more personal intimate. But, but yeah, with your family, you have a wide, wide age group and age group. personalities. And, yeah. Age group, especially, I think, is yeah. important. And they all want to see it. It's awesome. Yeah. Chicken Run. I hadn't probably seen it in 22 years or so. Probably. Probably been over 20. I mean, wait. How old am I? <laughs> it's been it's like 17 or so years. I haven't seen it. When's the last time you've seen Chicken Run? I'm, I'm guessing maybe back in, you know, before 2010. Okay, so at least... At least like 13, 13 years. years, yeah. Yeah, well, I can't wait for the next one. I serendipitous that we did this at this point, mm-hmm. and we can now we can prepare our minds for the dawn of the nugget. Yeah, Netflix knew what they were doing. Yeah, and they. I'm not surprised it's a Netflix movie because of the Walls and Grummet guys. Mm-hmm. So that, that makes sense. I wonder how DreamWorks is working with that, unless that's just the maybe the. Walls and Gromit creation, the Shaun of the Sheep ones are some kind of partnership with DreamWorks, maybe. I'm not sure. But a cool movie. I'd Think probably give this a three. A no, three? Very solid. Yeah. Yeah, that's respectable. i probably give it a two. <gasps> a two? Yeah. And it's it's kind of weird. I was saying that it was kind of weird to place this one because it's so much better than a 1.5, but I can't, I just can't, I just didn't. It didn't speak to me enough to hit that 2.5 number, so it's just hard to fault it down to anything lower than a 2. So, it's, I, I understand. Yeah. Maybe if it would have taken a stance on some of these things, it would have been a little better. Not Well, not better. Maybe yeah. or maybe there was spoke a, to you. If there's a little more death, maybe. Yeah. If Ginger sacrificed herself, maybe. Yeah. Or if Rocky... If there was some kind of consequence in Rocky being a liar, maybe he didn't. He really got out scot free. Yeah, he lied the whole time and got the girl. Come yeah, on. that's kind of it's kind of lame. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's a very feel good movie. It's a feel good movie. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, as far as that goes, you. I mean, it's probably a little surprising hearing it that I for just being a feel good movie for me because I don't. 
I don't like feel good movies. Yeah, you don't just, feel good. Yeah, I don't like feeling good. I like, yeah. I don't like happy shit. Exactly. 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 <laughs> yeah, man. Well, thank you for recommending this movie, and thank you, or thank you for requesting the cover at least, and thank you for watching this film with me. No problem. Thank you for letting me pick this movie. I have very little freedom here in picking movies. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go watch it. It's on Netflix. Get ready for the second, the sequel. All right, you guys. Thanks for listening and take care. Bye-bye. And that's a wrap for today's episode of The Film of Steins. Thanks for tuning in and joining us on our cinematic journey. We hope you enjoyed our discussion and gained some new insights and perspectives on the world of movies. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform, especially Patreon at patreon.com slash And follow us on social media for more film-related content. We love hearing from our listeners, so if you have any feedback, suggestions, movie recommendations, or book recommendations, please feel free to reach out to us. Until next time, keep watching, keep loving the magic of movies. This is the Filmasteins signing off. Oof, that was rough.